Welcome back to Sip and Talk, the podcast with your host, China Ashley. This is season three, episode four, my let it go experience. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, head into the kitchen, pull out your favorite glassware, stemware, pour your favorite beverage or hot tea of choice. And while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and debrief you and give you a a rundown on what tonight's episode is going to entail. So I was recently invited out to be a guest on another podcast. I was under the impression that it was going to be based on my experience in dating in Atlanta and that it was going to be a Q&A so that I could ask questions and get a male's perspective's feedback um, or opinion on. So with that being said, I honestly did not think to do any research on whom I was going to be um, seeking or getting or receiving this advice from. And from that, I've learned that going forward, I should be mindful of what advice I let feed me, of who I let feed me, and to do the research to find out the credentials and the background and the authority that this person um, has to give the advice in which they're giving. So with that being said, me being a licensed master cosmetologist, if I was not licensed, I honestly would not be giving anyone advice on how to cleanse their scalp, condition their hair, the uh, structure of hair, how their hair grows, the cycles their hair grows in. I wouldn't be giving advice on how to cut your hair, how to color your hair. Um, I wouldn't be giving any advice on how to treat ringworm, how to treat lice. I wouldn't have any background, any authority. I don't have the license. I don't have the credentials, the the knowledge, the skill set, the hours, or anything to stand in a place or position to give that advice to someone. Now, me being an entrepreneur and a business woman and having a business degree, I would think that people would feel comfortable coming to me to seek out advice on how to run a business. Had I not had a degree or had I not ran my own business, I wouldn't have any room to share on or tell anyone how to start a business or run a business. Now, granted, you don't need a license or a degree to start a business, but if you're seeking Expert advice, professional advice, I would hope that you will want someone that has those credentials and backing. Now, with that being said, if I'm seeking relationship advice, if I'm going to seek coaching, I'm going to seek um, seek out this help from someone that can hopefully and potentially help me heal and move past whatever it is that I'm dealing with. And with that being said, I don't have any tips or quotes for you. I do just want to share um, research um, that I was able to find in regards to um, seeking out someone that is giving um, counseling or coaching or someone that is portraying as a therapist. Now, can I be a therapist without a degree? No. All licensed therapist professions in the United States require a master's degree at minimum. To practice independently as a psychologist or a therapist, you will need to hold a license in some states. Independent work requires a doctoral degree. 
Now, counseling licensure in the state of Georgia, you should earn your master's degree in counseling from an accredited program, right? We go to school as scholars and we go to accredited institutions. You don't go to an unaccredited uh, uh, institution because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. It has no backing. It has no credentials. It has no accreditations. So you want to go to an accredited program. You want to complete an internship, internship during your master's program. Apply to become an associate licensed counselor. Complete the supervised experience and so forth. Now, can I legally give psychological advice without a license? Counselor, quote unquote, is not a protected term. You can hang a shingle and call yourself a quote unquote counselor without a license or degree. If you call yourself a counselor, not a social worker, psychologist, etc., and provide psychotherapy services, you open yourself up to liability for practicing therapy without a license. So I said all of that to say, be mindful again of what advice you let feed you. Now, cause me being honest, open, vulnerable, and transparent, going into that situation, first under the impression that it was gonna go a completely different way. Secondly, then having that experience turned around on me and then uh, my perception of feeling attacked. Now, what if I was a little bit weaker, a little bit more wounded and not so strong or not in such a strong place? That could have destroyed me or any other woman that was in that hot seat, which I will share um, the experience of the hot seat in just a second. So... Um, you then begin to receive psychotherapy services from someone that really sh shouldn't be speaking to you in the manner in which they were. Now, I will get to that in a second. Like I said, we're going to get to that. But before I get to that, while we're still in our announcement section of portion of the podcast, I do want to share some fan feedback. Hopefully you don't think that that is biased feedback because of their a fan and a supporter and someone that cares for me. Um, I just want you to hear this feedback coming from a female's perspective, a mother, a wife, someone that has been in a, a long-term relationship successfully, someone that is my age, my peer, coming from my generation, raising their family under their roof that they built of their home. So, she watched the live and listened to the podcast and her take on the interview and my experience was it was a great interview, but I did not like the guy's delivery. I felt he was mad aggressive. I felt like it was a setup for you. He brought you on that show and tried to degrade you. I don't like men like that. As women, we have all made mistakes and been vulnerable in relationships where we have too much. Does he have a degree in relationship training or something? And the woman was agreeing with everything he said, and that made me mad. 
I watched the live interview and they really tried it with you. I cannot wait to hear your review. I can't stand a man that always has something negative to say about a woman, but never addresses men's downfall. He made sure he kept trying to tell you you were too masculine. I find I still deal with that in my own marriage. Men weren't raised like our grandparents. They can't fix nothing. They buy nothing. Keep a, can't keep a job nowadays. And what did he say when you asked about his degree? Okay, I'll stop there. Because <laughs> I'm going to address that, like I said, in just a second. So I'm going to go ahead and have our intermission break. If you're listening in on the Anchor app, you will be able to hear the song selections. If not, if you're tuning in on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform, unfortunately, you will not hear those song selections. But I will be happy to share those with you when we return. The song selection that we listened to by SZA was Broken Clocks. And before we move forward, I do want to give the disclaimer that I do want to do this in a tasteful manner. I don't want to take up much of your time. And I want to be honest that this is probably the episode that I have looked the least forward to doing. But I definitely want to do it. I definitely want to share at least um, my side of um, the story, my point of view. And I want to be able to share it with you all on my platform so that we can all be on the same page in regards to what was shared and what was said about me, especially when it comes to my image and my brand. And um, that's important to me. Uh, I don't want to get on here and spin everything a completely different way. Like, oh, no, play the victim. But I definitely want to give my um, feedback. Now, granted, last night I was upset. Today, I really just don't care anymore. And you'll see why I don't care in just a second. That seems to be my theme for today. In just a second, we're going to get to it. So I have a little outline of how I want to run down um, what happened or what transpired. So who interviewed me? Like I said, I was invited to be a guest on a podcast by someone that I have been in touch with and have known now for a few years um, via social media. And over the past year, this is someone that I could definitely call an acquaintance that asked me to come be a guest on her um, podcast that she co-hosts with another gentleman and that we were going to discuss my experience um, in dating in Atlanta and that I could do a Q&A where I could ask some questions and get some feedback by the gentleman who um, says that he is a specialist of um, attachment specialist. I guess he's a coach um, of some sort. And obviously a podcaster like myself. So that is what I was um, under the impression that was going to, you know, happen, take place. You know, I felt like because this was someone that I was an acquaintance with, that it would be done in a manner that would show us all in a good light. And the gentleman, um, like, um, like I said, I'm not familiar with him. So I was introduced to him. And prior to me even going on the episode last night, I had been, um, I've been told about him, you know, I've seen the podcast because like I said, my acquaintance is on the podcast. So I've known about it. I've seen some of the videos, of course, in um, support of her and me being an entrepreneur, um, someone that has put themselves out there pretty much transparent and as an open book. And I don't mind sharing my story or my testimony. 
um, because I truly want my story and my testimony to help someone else. Now, granted, I'm not perfect. I don't get up here and portray anything to be perfect or that I'm 100% anything. But I definitely want to just be someone that someone else can see themselves in and learn and grow from me and save themselves a little quicker, a little sooner than I did. So um, I didn't do my research as we discussed early in the episode that I did not know whether or not this per person or persons had any background professionally, any licenses or any certificates or any other um, credentials. So I allowed myself to accept the, the invitation to be on the show because, like I said, I do want to put my story out there. I don't mind putting myself or my brand out there and sharing that testimony and the fact that I thought it would be more of a two-way street and support you, support me, I can support you, you can get on here. It'll be a warm, friendly, welcome environment and you'll be able to be respected and share your story and we can communicate and have dialogue where you share your, your opinion, you share your perspective, I'll share mine and... um. And that'll be how it goes. And we can agree to disagree as adults. But what I did not sign up for was to come onto a show um, for boosted ratings, for drama, or to have my narrative spend on my brand or for me to be spun out to be some tarnished, broken, damaged, unrepairable female so that it could be monetized on off of this person's or person's um, so-called expertise and relationship advice or psychotherapy advice and services. Now, what was the topic? As I stated, and I asked, what was the topic? That we'll be talking our junk about men. You know, you come on, share your experience about you know, what you've been through, your dating um, life in Atlanta, and what that's been for you, and you know, bring your questions so you can get the male's perspective, which I'm open for. I'm open to that. It don't hurt to get some male uh, perspectives and some male feedback on how the male mind works. Okay? Because I'm definitely trying to figure it out. So, I'm open. Okay? I want to be all ears. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay? Um, but, in return, after being... Or, let me back up. So, that was the original text communication of what the... Uh, what the specs of the show would entail. Then when I get there, we do a, a small debriefing on how the show was going to run. Now, what was said was, you know, we'll segue into introduction. I'll share my story, my part, segue into the female's um, dating story of experience that she recently experienced that she was going to share. And the gentleman was going to segue into what he wanted to share and his advice and what he wanted to touch bases on in terms of, um, you know, relationships and the topics of, um, dating and experience in Atlanta, whatever have you. And the show began. And like I said, my perspective was that it was not, uh, uh, um, let me see. It wasn't an open dialogue where, like I said, it, I can share my story and not necessarily be judged or diagnosed. Um, and then that person could give me their opinion and feedbacks, which wasn't a diagnosis for me. 
but it could be their perspective and their opinions on um, what they perceive my situation to be. Okay. And then after all was said and done, what was published was, um, what was the topic or the title? Why we attract the same people. And then another title or a video of branding of that same episode is, um, are you afraid to get hurt again? Cool. So mind you, there was no solid, um, structure topic or outline of what was going to be discussed. So I honestly didn't know how or what I was going to share. I just knew I was going to come with the impression that I had where I was going to come on the show and share what I've always shared with you all, what I've been sharing through the whole seasons that I've been doing this podcast or anything that I put on social media that comes to me opening up about my personal life. So I thought I was going to come share my story. And like I said, ask a few questions like, well, what about this? So maybe that or what could I have did this or X, Y, and Z? So I didn't feel that that's what um, transpired or, or took place. And I felt like what was shared was I was able to share um, my background as far as who I am, China Ashley, a serial entrepreneur, licensed master cosmetologist, banker by day, 24-7 entrepreneur, um, day and night. Okay, that's the gist of who I am. I don't break down all of my credentials or all of my education or all of the things that I've done. Um, that's just not me. I don't like, you know, showboating. But I do want to just put the gist out that I have some education, some background and some knowledge and that I'm just no little chicken head that came off the street coming in here wanting to know why I can't get a man. Okay. I was then able to share um, my upbringing I have shared with you all, my grandmother and my grandfather raised me. My parents were divorced. My parents were my age, trying to probably figure themselves out, going through the 90s. My mother wants education. She had goals and dreams and aspirations of her own. The older I get, the more I start to understand. And I have to respect the fact that she allowed her children to grow up in a solid upbringing, a solid home, a solid foundation, um, regardless of how I felt like what I didn't get from, from my upbringing, what I did receive was a home, a shelter, um, all the material things that I could have gotten. And I also got some, some good teaching and some good skill sets as well. I was taught how to be domestic, how to raise, um, not how to raise, but how to take care of my home and how to also work hard. Also how to go after what I want. Um, and I was also able to share, you know, how I felt about my father. I felt like I've shared this before that I felt like my father ran through too many women that, I was exposed to that. And in return, I don't appreciate that. I don't want to um, be with someone that's like that. I don't want to raise anyone that's like that. I don't want my daughter to experience anyone like that. And my father has, again, made it to a point in his life where he has completely changed and settled. And he's a married man. And uh, I pray that he's happy. But um, those aren't things that I've ever hidden from anyone. And those aren't things that I deny. And those aren't things that um, I'll uh, try to conceal that haven't caused trauma or hurt in my life. And that those are things that are still festering um, in my life right now. Things that I still need to reparent myself and heal from. Um, I'm not going to feel sorry that my healing process 
has taken a decade because, um, quote unquote, from the gentleman on the show, let's say you were 19, you're 29 now, you want to keep going another 10 years like you are. No, I don't want to continue going that way. And I'm not going to apologize that for the past 10 plus years I've been this way because as I've shared, things happen when I was a child and couldn't protect myself that have shaped me and shaped my perspective, my perspective and my perception on things. Um, I guess it has made me more guarded. It puts a wall up. It also made me go out and seek things and not understand my worth and my value. But that doesn't negate the fact that I have not corrected a lot of my, my um, flaws or the errors of my ways, that I haven't improved, that I haven't become a better woman every day, regardless of whether I have a man or not. So, I... um. Segue out of my upbringing into my dating experience here in Atlanta, the most recent relationship that I've had, which I've shared before, started in August through a dating app and that there was infidelity and that, yeah, the relationship may have started off way too soon because I understand that that was um, something that the gentleman on the show wanted to really drill home that. Oh, it was only two months. Oh, in one month. Oh, you can't be exclusive for nobody. You don't know nobody. You don't know him. Blah, blah, blah. There's no way that you could have been exclusive. Okay. Because we're not in middle school. So we're supposed to be dating. He should be dating other people. I should have been dating other people. And whether we were sleeping together or not, we weren't together. So that's the advice that I received on how relationships work in today's time. Okay. Now, trying to share some background to people who obviously are listening, they don't know me, don't know my background um, as far as my dating experience or this most recent dating experience that I've had, um, would allow me to share with them that the partner that I had or the ex that I had was someone that had a job, someone that took care of his child, someone that brought her home, not renting, not in an apartment, not in... Um, somebody else's house, living on somebody's couch, not in his mama or his daddy's home, his home that he purchased, that he worked hard for, right? Because also the the, the narrative that was paint, uh, painted about me was I was having this energy and I was giving off this impression and these laughs and the eye rolls that men ain't this, men ain't that. I never said that. I never accused my ex of not being this or that either. I never said that he wasn't a good person. I never denied the fact that he was a great father. I never denied the fact that he treated me good because I also had to clear up the fact that he courted me. He was a gentleman to me. We went on dates. We had a solid relationship. We talked about the things that most partners would want to talk about. What do you want out of life? What do you want out of this relationship? What do you want as far as our, um, our home to look like, as far as the children, the dynamic, um, how will we raise them? You know, what do you believe in? What do you believe? What are your faith practices or what are your faith practices? These are things that all transpired through the whole entire five months. Now, I did accept and forgive the infidelity and I tried to make a solid decision in what I wanted out of that relationship or what I thought that I could at least forgive and move past and hope that the changes in the actions will follow suit. Now, there's a saying that once a cheater, always a cheater. 
But I'm going to take um, what the man is saying, my partner is saying to me, that he has insecurities and things that he needs to work on. Now, granted, I would have much rather us be uh, have separated and gone our separate ways and continue to date, be friends, see other people, whatever. But also, I thought that I was going to try something different because it was also suggested on the show that I changed my dating regimen. Normally, I would not have forgiven anyone and I would have cussed them out like I did and I would have kicked them onto the curb and I would have kept it pushing. That's me on past dating regimens. On the new dating regimen, trying something different because I do have a good man here that's a good person. Now, whether he's good for me, we learned that no, he isn't. That's not the right person for me. But... um. I'm sorry, I just do a blank. What was I going to get at? Dang it, I hate when I do that. Anyway, um, I just felt like the narrative was painted that, or I, the, the energy that was behind me sharing, oh, yes, he has a job. Yes, he, has, he takes care of his child. I felt like the host almost wanted me to say that he didn't have a job, that he didn't take care of his child, and that he wasn't good to me. But that wasn't the situation. And when I shared about the infidelity, um, the interpretation of that was that why would he share two months in that he cheated on you? I think he did that in per- I think he did that on purpose. I think that was a setup. X, Y, Z. OK, now I can accept that male perspective. Maybe it was a setup. You might be putting me on to something now. I can agree with that. Now, the narrative that I felt like was painted about me is that I'm just masculine. I'm masculine. You got your arms folded. Look at how you're sitting. Look at your tone. You're rolling your eyes. You're laughing. You, you, you ain't saying it, but you think that men ain't this. You think men ain't that. You think they just dogs, blah, blah, blah. But that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's, how your, that's how your demeanor is right now. That's how your tone is right now. Well, I thought I was on here to share my most recent dating experience. But if you would like me to share a little bit more, I can share a little bit more about why I would have the perception that men aren't so good. I can share things that have caused me or created this masculine wall of energy that I have. Because as I stated at the end of the episode, sometimes it is a defense mechanism. Sometimes I don't want to be approachable. Sometimes I don't want to be found. Sometimes I don't want to, to, uh, to have love. Sometimes I want it. Sometimes I don't. That's something that I'm working on. I can be honest about that. I can be honest that I'm assertive and I'm domineering and that if that is operating out of masculinity or masculine energy, then I'm going to accept that as well. I'm open to learning more about femininity and exerting a more feminine energy um, aura about myself or demeanor about myself. But what I am not open to is becoming some docile female that, um, in essence, all she has to do is just be a cute face and a warm coochie. I'm not that type of woman. I take pride in what I offer. I take pride in what I can bring to the table and I will not allow anyone to take that away from me, whether they think that it's right or wrong. 
So that's the narrative, right? Um, that I perceived that was about me. I perceived that I was sat there in the hot seat in between a man and a woman um, who perceived me to be a victim that was vulnerable and broken. And yes, I can be damaged goods. I, uh, I am damaged goods and that I have been broken and that there are pieces of me that are still cracked and things that are still healing and working on. But you're not going to cast me off as this. I'm just so broken beyond repair and that the only way I'm going to heal because I can't heal myself is seeking a therapist or seeking someone who is not a therapist, but has a group that can help me let it go. Now. I don't have anything against the therapist. I don't have anything against therapy. But what I have something against is the fact that you think that you can tell me that I can't heal myself, that you can tell me how I can heal, when I can heal and whether I can heal it at all or not. Sir, you don't have that authority and you definitely don't have the background and the credentials. Okay. I would not allow myself to be uh, baited for drama, baited for me to act out and be the hostile, mad, angry black woman, even when I'm being attacked. Because I'm going to sit here, even in my masculine energy, and I'm going to sit here with class, and I'm going to let you speak the bullshit that you're spewing out your mouth, and I'm going to allow both of you to attack me. I'm going to allow the woman to agree with everything that the man is saying. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take it and I'm going to play cool because I won't allow anyone else to, I want to be allowed, I won't allow myself to be baited and played into that character or that role because that's probably what they want because it was a setup. And now you're not going to get those type of ratings off of me, even though you have a large followership and I'm pretty sure women love his advice. And I'm pretty sure some of his advice has helped women. I'm not going to take that from him because I ain't here to bash nobody, even though they wanted to attack me. I ain't come here to bash, even though I really did want to draw some blood. But I'm going to make my point clear without having to do all of that. Um, I shared what some of the advice was given. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my notes to make sure we're covering everything that I wanted to touch on. Um, what I took from it is, like I said, that maybe I do have a masculine energy or maybe I do come off too strong or maybe I just really intimidate some of these men. And maybe I do need to work a little deeper and a little harder on what my boundaries are, what I want to accept and what I want to allow and what the list is or what that list looks like for my future husband or my future spouse so that when I go to God and seek God's approval and ask God to send me what I'm asking the desires of my heart to be, that I'll be more focused and more discerned on what that spouse or that partner is going to look like. So I was able to take some things away from it. But what I learned is there's a place, there's a time, there's a way to say things, there's a way um, to conduct things, there's a manner in which you can do things. And me coming, one, thinking that I was coming onto a show with a close acquaintance of mine, someone sitting to my right is a woman a few years older than me, 
in my age range, in my um my peer group, generation group, and someone who was a single woman, a mother of three children, unmarried. And then I'm looking to my left, a man, maybe middle age, 30s, 40s, early 40s. I'm not sure. Um, so I can't speak on that because I don't know. But I do know that this is a man who's divorced, whom I directly asked for his background, his education, his credentials, and the knowledge that which he was able to stand on to give me my advice and my counseling and my sub uh, psychotherapy service for the evening, which he did not provide because he's an author and he has a book published and he studies neurology, neurobiology, and epigenetics. Wonderful. But what I learned is I'm sitting here being uh, diagnosed, attacked, and degraded by two individuals who don't have the background and, again, don't have the credentials because I'm going to keep saying it. And neither are in a place of success for themselves to speak on the knowledge and the advice that they are giving me. You want to be a millionaire? Are you going to go talk to a millionaire? Are you going to go talk to the homeless man on the street that lost everything he had? So do I want to heal and heal in a way that is conducive for me from a, pro a professional? Do I want to seek someone that has the five-star rating that I need, the background that I, that I need, the um, concentrations of areas that I need? Or am I going to allow people to feed me advice only for the the um, purpose of their own financial gain or their own clout chasing reasons because did I go there to heal or was that an episode to heal me? Was that a, a, a place or an environment where someone who is vulnerable, someone who is broken can come into and be comfortable enough to open themselves up and allow themselves to supposedly hear the advice and be able to heal, but instead the intentions are to destroy and monetize. So I've learned going forward that I need to be a lot more mindful in the business endeavors that I choose to be in. I need to be a lot more mindful, not only in my relationships and who I choose to be in a relationship with. I need to be more mindful in who I choose to make my connections with and whom I allow me to share my platform and my brand with and my story with and also to be more mindful on who I allow to feed me and my soul and my energy. So hopefully you all can take something from this. Um, if you want to go look up the Let It Go podcast and go watch the video on Instagram or want to listen to it on the Anchor app or the other platforms that it may be on, just search for it. You'll find it, I'm sure. Um, cause I'm not going to say the host names, but, um, I know from going forward, I want to, I want to, uh, seek some advice from a married couple, a couple that's been married 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 56 years, like my grandparents, but someone that can, um, give me that advice in a place that we both can be meet on even ground. 
Now, my grandparents were married 56 years, but they came from a completely different back, uh, generation. Um, there was a major gap between our generations, between how they were brought up, what was going on in their time, and how I was brought up, what was going on in my time, and the dynamics of man and woman, female, um, man, husband, wife. So growing up as a child, I didn't necessarily get the advice that I wanted, but I did get to see a two-parent household. I did get to see a man take care of the outside. That's my grandfather's words. And my grandmother take care of the inside. So I do have some image of what a healthy marriage and relationship can look like. And I know that there are good men out there and I know that those relationships can last. And I'm not here to attack the men, but also I didn't appreciate, let me backtrack. I didn't appreciate that the fact that I didn't get my one question answered of what, what, what should I, um, what should I uh, care about? Because it was told to me that men don't care about where I work, what I got, how big my house is. If I got a house, how many cars I got, if they're nice cars, if they raggedy cars, they don't care. All they need is for me to grab them by their face and say, or speak words of affirmations into them. That's all they need from me. I just need to be there. Again, I interpret that as just being a cute face and a warm behind. But what about what a man can do for me? Because now you're saying a man, a real masculine energy man is going to take care of the house. I agree. He's going to be the provider. I agree. He's going to be the, the leader. I agree. But what is it that um, me as a woman, what can I look for in a partner or a mate that I can get from them to fill me up, to build me up, to pour into me? Grab me by my face and tell me the affirmations that I need to hear. That wasn't addressed. Because that's all I wanted to know. I wanted to ask a few questions, you know, well, what should I look for? What should I care about when it comes to a man? Should I not care about whether he works? Should I not care about whether he's educated? Should I not care about whether or not he has children, if he does have children, if he's taking care of those children? Should I care about whether or not if I am stuck on the side of the road, can he come help change my tire? Can he help me hang the new pictures in the new house that I'm buying? I mean, is there anything I should care about in the partner that I'm seeking out and choosing? Or am I just seeking out a man that just needs me to be a woman and just be there for him? But that didn't get addressed. So I don't have any answers or feedback of advice that was given on that topic. But I don't appreciate the fact that everything's always, or in this situation, it was made out to be, the woman, the woman, the woman, you're negative, you're masculine, you're this, you're that, you need to change, you need to heal. <laughs> like, okay, so you're saying I'm a bad woman or I'm a good woman? Are you saying that there's good men out there or bad men out there? I mean, we're all flawed. None of us are perfect. None of us are, um, well, there's only one perfect being, one perfect God, okay? Other than that, we all got some things with us that we got to work on, some room for improvement, Okay, so I'm done rambling. I'm done addressing it because the whole doggone thing was two hours long. And for two hours, I had to sit there and ex uh, explain myself about my five month relationship. Um, explain um, how I could fall for somebody, be with somebody for two months in a relationship. And by the fifth month, um, you know, it was over with or whatever the case. And it probably ended because of my masculinity or my masculine energy. Not the fact that this person betrayed me, this person lied to me, this person deceived me, 
This person said that they were someone that they weren't. They said that they were in a place or a position in life that they were not. Those things didn't get addressed because I guess the man in these situations, I guess, you know, they're, 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 they're king. This is a man's world, huh? Okay, that's another thing that I learned and took away from it, huh? Okay, well, I'm going to sit here and be pretty and I'm going to grab myself by the face and I'm going to pour affirmations into myself. And while I'm doing it, I want you all to do the same as ladies that are listening because we're worth it. We're worthy. We're valuable. We're lovable. Okay, we're beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to do that for us. I'm going to do that for myself right now. And the men, they'll just have to grab their own faces and pour into themselves because right now I don't really have anything too nice I want to say. So thank you all for listening. And I appreciate anyone that has any feedback or um, perspectives or things that they can share. Um, Any non-professional advice that someone may want to share with me, I'm open to that as well. Okay? Um, Just don't portray it as if you are diagnosing and giving me psychotherapy services that you are not accredited to do. Okay. Thank you all. Good night. Be blessed.